Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about cybersecurity, the user as the new perimeter, and it's my pleasure to be speaking with Christy Wyatt. She's the CEO with DTEC Systems. Christy, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So, Christy, the last time that we spoke, you were the CEO of Good Technology prior to its acquisition by BlackBerry. What led you from Good to DTEC Systems? Well, that's a great question. You know, after we uh, sold Good to BlackBerry, I, I sort of took a broad look across what was going on in the enterprise and across security. And, I, you know, I've been doing mobility and security for well over a decade now. And, and what sort of is striking to me is that despite all of the the investment companies have made in locking and locking things down and blocking technologies and managing things uh, that we still have such little information about what's actually going on on the end point that, that if you were to ask a CEO today, you know, do you know what's going on with your data and, and, and what's happening, you know, who's getting access to your, your enterprise, you know, what's actually happening in a storyline, you know, in a way that is comprehensible that you can actually kind of understand it and take action against it. And that's something that's been really elusive for us And so, for as, as an industry. And so what really kind of caught my eye about DTEX is, is you know, that's really the, the space that they fill. They're, they're not just kind of throwing alerts about yet another piece of malware or something, you know, the average system's throwing off thousands and thousands of alerts a day, but they're actually giving answers. They're giving a storyline. It's sort of saying, here's what's going on. You know, the user accessed this, and then they did that, and then they put it there, and and it's in a fully auditable trail. And while initially for security, if you kind of take a step back and look at the bigger picture, there's there's a kind of one of those aha moments where you go, wow. I mean, with that kind of visibility, imagine all of the interesting questions you could answer for your organization. Um, and that got me really excited. Christy, as you say, you've been in the security space for a decade now. You've been in technology for longer than that. As you look at the security threat landscape today, what concerns you the most? You know, I, I, in addition to kind of the lack of visibility that I just talked about, I think all of us who've been participating are just watching this accelerate, right? It's, it's not that the threat landscape is dramatically different, although, although I would say in, in Instead of it being sort of a peripheral concern, it really is the core concern. A CEO even five years ago, if you would have asked him what keeps him up in the middle of the night, it wouldn't have been, you know, nation states attacking my network. <laughs> Maybe, you know, 10 years ago, that definitely wouldn't have been the answer to, if, unless they were sort of in the federal government. And so this isn't a conversation anymore that's just about banks or federal agencies. It's really any enterprise. Anybody's business can be disrupted either through malicious actors or through, you know, just negligence or lack of attention. And and it's the speed at which this is accelerating, where this has moved from kind of interesting to kind of critical to kind of core, right? This is this is the primary thing. And then again, you know, as much as the spend against solving that problem has accelerated in parallel, I'm not certain that we've solved as many of the problems in, in sort of slowing that down as we would have liked to. We're just not there yet. It's a it's a process, and I just don't know that we're approaching it the right way yet. So, Christy, when you look at the security controls that have really become our legacy security solutions now, what types of shortfalls do you see? Well, there's a couple of things. I think, first of all, the enterprise today doesn't look anything like the enterprise five years ago. And, and this was 
a big part of the conversation from when I was at Good and Motorola and Citigroup is, is you know, the that landscape is changing, and it's it's not just the introduction of new kinds of devices, but it's also, you know, the introduction of new kinds of workers and new kinds of services. You know, I, we like to talk about, you know, where the perimeter is. Is the perimeter the device? Is it the network? Is it the building? Is it the, you know, I'm kind of of the belief that there isn't really a perimeter anymore. All you really have is kind of decisions and intent and context, and it becomes such so much more difficult to actually figure out what is happening. You know, where, how do you measure risk? How do you quantify risk? How do you sort of identify it? And I think the other major shortfall that we see in a lot of today's solutions is, you know, they come from a, a preconceived notion that you know what you're looking for, that you've programmed the system to look for this specific combination of things or that you know that people who are trying to take your data or get access to your network are, are going to do it in a specific way or with a specific software. And so, so many of today's solutions kind of have that blind spot of, of you know, the unknown unknowns. You, if, you, if you didn't previously conceive it, um, you would have had no way of tuning for it and therefore you never would have caught it. And, and, and that is a big blind spot for the enterprise today. So, Christy, in recent years, we've seen a lot of excitement about solutions such as uh, data loss prevention, SIM, User behavior analytics is the popular one now. Do you see potential overlap in some of those controls? You know, I, I tend to not think of it as overlap because I, I tend to think of security as requiring a layered approach. So, you know, in, in talking about the gaps that exist when you deploy some of these technologies, that doesn't mean I think that you shouldn't deploy them, but, but I, you know, I do think that many of of, of those solutions, again, are in that sort of rules-based approach, right, for you're sort of defining and configuring how you want to throw alerts by, by sort of preconceiving what it is specifically that it would look like. I think the other component, you know, a couple of things really matter when, when new risks come into the enterprise. Um, one is how quickly is it until you actually know about it. And we've seen lots and lots of research from lots and lots of different people about how long the average enterprise takes to, to kind of understand that, that something has gone wrong. And many of those technologies will help them go forensically figure out what happened when something went wrong. But it may take them weeks or months or even longer to even know something went wrong. And, you know, we aspire to kind of give that visibility in just minutes. I think the other interesting part is that many of these solutions are very heavy, either heavy on the network heavy on the endpoint, heavy in terms of infrastructure. But if you think about the kinds of enterprises that we have to serve today, because they are distributed, they are dispersed, um, data is moving all over the place all, all the time, you really need to target a very lightweight, minimal footprint in the data on the network so that you're not becoming an impediment to, to the enterprise itself. I mean, not many companies are willing to, to sacrifice performance and productivity for security, so you have to be able to deliver this in a very lightweight form. And you have to, the self-learning piece is really, really critical. If you're not, you know, analyzing something in the rearview mirror is not necessarily going to help you predict when it's going to happen next. You really have to have a system that is looking at, at things as they're coming up and saying, is this risky? Maybe this on its own isn't risky, but if I look at this plus this plus this and they happened in this sequence of events and it happened at an unusual time, like this user never logs in at 10 o'clock at night. And they do access that system, but 
but not usually for that long, and they don't usually download that amount, and they don't usually use that kind of encryption. Any one of these things is on its own probably okay, but but in a sequence, you know, that storyline is something you want your analyst to take a look at and say, oh, okay, that story probably gives me something to think about as opposed to throwing off, you know, a bunch of different incidents and having the analyst forced to be the one doing the learning. Now, Christy, when you talk about endpoint security, that's a very crowded marketplace. What do you find distinguishes DTEX in this marketplace? You know, I think, and again, endpoint security is kind of a very broad term, and it means a lot of things to different people. We're not, you know, we're not managing the endpoint. I'm not controlling that device. In fact, I'm very specifically, you know, not interfering with the user. What we're essentially doing is, um, collecting metadata or, 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 or lightweight information about behavior, not personal information about the user, not about the content that they're looking at, but in terms of behavior patterns in a very lightweight way. And we're looking at, you know, whether that behavior seems um, consistent with, you know, the over, you know, thousands and thousands of known patterns of bad behavior that we've identified through through our existence, or is it, you know, an anomaly for that user? Or is it an anomaly for that user if I compare that user to other people that have the same job or in the same group? And so it's the it's the sort of self-learning and the kind of anomaly detection against that lightweight metadata that, that gives us really rapid insight into what is going on. And then it also you know, we, we like to say we provide answers and not alerts. You know, we're we're not going to you know, it's not, we're not going to throw off thousands and thousands of alerts every time a user, you know, you may have a group of users and using Wireshark is okay for them. That's fine. It's a part of their job. That would be calculated into the norm for, for that role or for that individual. Now, if they're using it in an unusual way with unusual content at an unusual time or they're using tools or they're escalating privilege or moving laterally across the organization in a way that's not consistent. And this is just something that most systems are not going to see. They're not going to see it because they're going to be looking at, you know, tiny alerts on, on tiny events and, as I said, leave the, the correlation to the analyst. Um, or, you know, in some of these other systems that are pulling log data, they're going to see it in the rearview mirror. And, and so they're, they're going to be trying to recreate it after they find out something happened as opposed to while it's happening and be able to intervene and say, okay, stop. And that's really what, what makes us very unusual. Well, Christy, I'd like to hear more about the DTEX approach. You talk about visibility, transparency, security. These are sort of the hallmarks of your approach. How are you delivering those to your customers? So so I think visibility and transparency are key for us because um, visibility is, is critical. We'll sort of start there. Uh, as I said, there's lots and lots of different platforms that allow you to crawl, control things, manage things, block things. But if I go and talk to any CEO and say, do you know what your users are doing? Do you believe that you have users today that are selling information or who have um, configured their accounts in a way that would make them vulnerable to, to, to being breached? You know, would you know if that happened? Um, they don't have those answers. And, and, and when you take that to your technology team, again, they can provide the data. Uh, if they see one of those alerts provided in one of those other systems, but they don't have sort of that real-time visibility to, you know, that that sort of uh, visibility into what's actually going on. I think transparency is key to us because I am a believer that the generation of workers today 
and, and we saw this a lot in mobile, right? The, the more times I block things or lock them down and make it difficult for them to do their job, the more creative they get um, because they are very savvy and they really are just trying to do the right thing. And so, so just sort of transparently saying, you know, it's kind of like your building, right? You, you, you don't control what doors your employees uh, can kind of go through on a task by task basis. You sort of say, look, you've got access. These are the spaces you have access to. I'm going to, I'm going to assume you're not going to steal the furniture and take it home. But if, but if you did, if you, if you, if you were pulling a couch out the front door and putting it in your truck, we'd probably notice and we'd probably call you about it. And that's the same kind of relationship that, uh, that we have with our end users. And then again, in a way, a part that's very unique to DTEX is that everything that we do is anonymized. And so the user's privacy is really protected. There's really nothing personal or identifiable that, that is uh, kind of overstepping or overreaching in what we're doing. So we're not kind of the creepy big brother videotaping your session, capturing your keystrokes kind of a, a monitoring system. Um, and then security is, is really from that, you know, that time to discovery. If, if I'm giving you the ability to kind of ask questions and, 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 and learn about kind of what things are happening that are unusual, um, and, and, you know, we have many, many stories of, of, of sort of com- customers that told us, no, absolutely not. We don't have that problem. You know, everybody's incredibly well behaved and then, and then we'll come in and we'll do a short kind of risk assessment with them and, and, you know, undoubtedly there's a surprise or two of things they didn't know. Um, and it's good. It's good for you to kind of kind of do a health check, kind of like going to the doctor a couple times a year just to kind of make sure everything's okay. That's a healthy behavior. Well, Christy, that's an excellent overview into DTEX. Let's talk a little bit about your role now. As CEO, what do you find to be your immediate challenges? You know, I think that it, well, I'm going to go back to that threat landscape that we were talking about a moment ago. I think that the... Um, with the rate of breaches accelerating and the visibility of the damage that they're causing kind of increasing, you know, we have a lot of companies who are sort of rushing to put solutions in place but really don't have uh, the luxury of time to kind of figure it out and it is a busy space. And so we're, you know, we're, how as a tiny kind of startup do we do we help folks understand where we fit in that ecosystem that's, clearly a challenge when somebody says, oh, well, I'm doing uh, UBA or I have a SIM or I'm using DLP, so therefore I don't need DTEX. And, and my answer is almost always absolutely not. I mean, we work really well with those um, technologies. In fact, you can feed our data into those systems. You could go put my data in Splunk if you wanted. I mean, I can give you that visibility. You can use it however you want. So I think that, that you know, sort of noisiness in the in the security space and helping customers figure out which tools map to solve which problems is going to be a challenge for a lot of us. Um, and then, as always, I don't care whether you're a big company or a small speed, right? We have to maintain our edge and continue to invest fast and make sure that we're delivering value to our customers. But, you know, we just, we have a lot of customers who are, we have a lot of very large Global 2000 customers, but we also have a lot of customers who are kind of, you know, that next step down in terms of size. And maybe they don't have a 100 people sitting in an insider threat team or even even a person sitting in an insider threat team. You know, what they really rely on is us as a, as a service, as a platform, where we're delivering those analytics and those reports on a monthly basis. So we're constantly looking, and I'm constantly looking as, as sort of the CEO, you know, what can we do to make that easier, more accessible? You know, I'm almost more value. The, the, the less, the, the fewer sort of, 
SOC resources you have or, or insider threat resources you have, the more valuable I want to be to you because I have some of the best guys in the world and they, they can become your SOC team and that's incredibly valuable. But it's speed. Right? We, we have to stay ahead of, ahead of the guys who are trying to get access to your network. Well, Christy, you talked about the threat landscape, and certainly that's volatile, but the industry is volatile as well. I mean, you've been a part of mergers and acquisitions. We've seen a lot of change in the industry. The landscape's not slowing down any. We've seen investment. We've seen growth. We've seen contraction. We've seen a a global staffing shortage in security. What are some of the industry challenges that we face as we head into 2017? Well, you touched on one of them, and one, and it really is the talent, and I think that's why we're investing so ing- aggressively in, in delivering that SaaS platform with a rich services team around it to, to supplement. So if you, if you, you know, as a CEO, the fact that you can't hire kind of analysts to do this work for you doesn't necessarily get you off the hook when you, when you have a compliance issue. And so, so I think that as an industry, you know, you're going to continue to see companies like my own try to fill that gap for our customers. As you said, you know, we become more valuable the the less of that in-house that you have. Um, you know, now you may have a group of 100 folks. I, I still, you know, give you a data set that you're not going to get from from anywhere else, but it's likely going to be your analysts that are going to going to be kind of doing that work, and those guys are expensive and they're tough to find. So we like to believe that there's a rich value proposition we have for those guys. But but I think that's going to continue to be a challenge. I think and I don't expect that you're going to see a slowdown in mergers and acquisitions or consolidation across tech, much less in security, probably especially not in security. And I think that's because this is going to continue to be one of those spaces where innovation, both by the way, innovation by the bad actors as well as innovation by the good actors, uh, is going to continue and it's going to accelerate. And so, you know, the the the, the more we push the boundaries of what we can see and what we can protect and how we can respond, you know, that always introduces new concepts about how these various different technologies and tools can be used together. So, you know, I'm not a an identity and access management service, and and and, and nor do I think that that uh, that that's my core ad. Somebody absolutely needs one of those, and 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 so how do we make it easy for our system and that system to kind of work together and sometimes that's going to mean a partnership and then other times it could mean you know something else and so I think so long as you see this pace of innovation again on both sides of the fence we're not going to see any slowdown in in either the investment or the the consolidation around the security space and that's probably a good thing it it means that we're all going to continuously get stretched and pushed uh, to do better and that that has to be a good thing. Well, Christy, it's a pleasure to catch up with you in your new role. I look forward to speaking to you again a few months down the road. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. I've been talking with Christy Wyatt, CEO with DTech Systems. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.